There's so much emotion in this movie. It's not just about two men being stupid. Also, so much broken heart, so much sadness. But eventually, this movie is about brotherhood. You know, it's about brother pick each other up, brother be there for you. It's a brother's movie. Brian Smith here, and welcome to the Dream Path Podcast, where I try to get inside the heads of talented creatives from all over the world. My goal is to demystify and humanize the creative process and make it accessible to everyone. Now let's jump in. Al D is on the show. Al is a musician, movie producer, and actor. Hailing from China, Al started his career touring internationally as a musician and studied jazz before shifting his focus to music management and production. As you'll hear in this interview, through the connections he made in the music world, Al kind of stumbled into an opportunity to produce movies. In the film industry, Al would become good friends with screen and television writer Carson Mell of HBO's Silicon Valley fame, as well as actress Olivia Taylor Dudley, whose episode launched just a few days ago. Through this friendship, after trying unsuccessfully to get others to help them make a movie, they decided to make a movie on their own. That movie, Some of Our Stallions, is one of the best I've seen this year. In this episode, we continue our deep dive on that film, which began with my interview of Olivia. Al and I talk about how that film came together, the challenges he faced making the movie, and what it was like acting for the first time on a film that he produced. Although this interview clocks in at less than 30 minutes, I don't think I've ever felt a more immediate connection and kinship with a guest, perhaps because we both love rock and roll, blues, and playing guitar. Whatever the reason, I really enjoyed hearing about Al's journey into the arts and what it was like making some of our stallions, which is available on demand wherever you stream movies. So without further ado, let's jump into my chat with Al D. Al D, welcome to Dream Path Podcast. Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm doing very well. I was studying last night for this interview, and one of the movies I watched to prepare was Piercing. Oh, the horror. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that movie just came out of nowhere for me. I had not heard of Piercing before, and it completely shocked me and surprised me. And it was a very pleasant surprise because I didn't realize going in, first of all, where it was going to go, where you think it was going really brought this sense of darkness and foreboding. And where it ended up, it turned out to be a very complicated relationship and kind of a duel in a way. And I don't want to spoil it for people because it's a pretty cool film. No, no, it's okay. It was a three years ago movie. Also, I have no, lo- yeah. I have no royalty in that movie. Just download it. Just watch it. <laughs> okay. So before, <laughs> joking, before we talk about some of our stallions, Let's talk about piercing because that's fresh in my mind from last night. I've, ar- I've already watched some of our stallions a week ago or so. <laughs> How did you get involved in that project? So piercing is my third movie in America. So after I did my first movie, Dreamland, and my second movie, Breeze We Bear, uh, my, my agency is called UTA. So the, the, the agent from UTA sent me this script. And then after I read the script, I really love it because... At that moment, I want to stretching, stretching my creative muscle. Mm-hmm. I don't only want to do comedy and the dramedy. I want to do horror. So, you know, once I read that script, I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Also, also that movie is adapted by Japanese authors' novel. 
Oh, okay. I love that Japanese. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So your your agent at UTA sent you the script, and then what happened next? And then they sent me the script, and then they introduced me to the other producer and the directors. Mm-hmm. So you know, we we made that movie before Christmas 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, no, before Christmas of 2016. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then it just came out 17 or 18, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did it hit any festivals or? Yeah. I'm just wondering. I know there's a lot of movies that come out, and it's hard to keep up with all of the movies anymore. But how did this movie land? I would imagine that it may have not have made a a theatrical run because it's pretty off the beaten path and and different. So, so funny because people say indie movie is like a draft beer, craft beer. There's so many of them, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's like a craft beer. Yeah, craft beer. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I live in the land of craft beer up here. So, <laughs> so, so Pierce in premiere premiered at Sundance Film Festival in 2018. Oh wow, nice. It was my second movie got on Sundance, and then got to a lot of big festivals. Sundance, Rotterdam. What what other festival? I forgot. It was three four years ago. So we had a limited theoretical theoretical run, mm-hmm. and then it it was pretty okay. Yeah. So tell me before we talk about the movie that we're primarily here to talk about. How did you find your way into the film business with an agent at UTA, getting sent scripts, producing movies? Tell us about that transition. I. Actually, my man, I, I I was a musician. I was in music world. Really, you know, I was that I was play jazz, heavy metal, hard rock, blues rock. Uh-huh. I'm a music guy. So I'm a friend of my my friend called Robert Schwarzman. He's a band from called from, he has a band from America called Rooney. So in the beginning, when I become a friend of Robert, we only do music until one day Robert decided to be a director. So he's a little brother of Jason Schwarzman, that actor. No way. Okay. So yeah. So he's the he's like his cousin of no no he's a little brother of Jason Schwarzman, cousin of Nicolas Cage, Sofia Coppola.、Mm-hmm. So one day he's like, "Oh, I'm going to make my first movie. Do you want to be a part of it?" I said, "Of course. I'm one of my best friends. I want to be a part of it." So accidentally, my my job was raising money for him. So I I raised a bunch of money for his first movie, also become my first movie. But that's the funny thing. Once also that movie went to Tribeca Festival, sold sold to Netflix. And、uh, but that's the thing in in American. I think maybe in Hollywood, once you make your first movie, also the movie has a decent success, and then people will treat you seriously. And then I don't even know why. After a few days later, I got represented by UTA. This is the truth, not I, not not bragging. Suddenly, I, 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 I mean, I know some friends from UTA because I'm a musician. But suddenly, after Dreamland came out, I got represented by UTA. It was pretty lucky for me, very lucky. So that's my tra- transition from music mu- musician become movie guy. That is a hell of a story to have that. That kind of connection to Jason Schwartzman through Robert, and to be able to make an indie film that、mm-hmm. makes this kind of splash, and then to find an agent, and then you're just in it. You're in the film world. It's really amazing. Yeah, it's accidentally, like really accidentally. Yeah, because for me, I love. I always love to play music because when you play music, you just need another guitar, you need the bass, you need the keyboard, you need the rehearsal room. You got you got the music done, good music or bad music, so simple. Make a movie, you have to you have to wait so many people 
say, okay, 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 okay. So many people say, say, okay, this is too much headache. So in the beginning, I never want to make a movie. I just want to do music. So now I'm, I'm really become a movie guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a very, very grateful. I become movie guy. I love making movies. So what is it about your skill set and your talent base that allows you to be a good producer? Like what are the, the elements of being a good movie producer? It's funny. I was talking to Carson Mel. Carson Mel is the director of some of our studies, my new movie. Yeah, I'm talking to him later today. Oh, so funny. I was talking to him. I was like, what is my, so Carson, what is my good set of being a producer? So he said, actually, I gave very good, I gave very good creative note. Okay. Creative notes. Good creative notes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Carson said, well, well I'm on the movie set, I make everybody laugh. Because I, I think I just want to make people happy. So Carson said, every time when I'm on movie set, people just love to talk to me. They feel good. You know, it's, it's funny, Carson said, there's a couple of times, some crew, because we'll make a movie, it's 12 hours, very long hours. Sometimes people are very tired, but when, when I make a joke, people laugh. People want to be loyal to you. Yeah. People don't want to just, uh, you know, people want to be loyal to you. People want to fight for you. That's exactly what Olivia told me yesterday. I interviewed Olivia about this movie and and she said that she was laughing on set every single day, all day. So I think your, your comment is accurate about your, the sense of humor that you bring to the set and how important that is. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you also interviewed Olivia yesterday. Also, you are going to interview Carson later. I didn't know. Yeah. I just, all all three in, in a couple of days. Thank you so much for, for supporting us. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's pretty exciting to see this project come together and, and also to watch a movie. And I, I mentioned this to Olivia is that I watched some of our stallions with, with no expectations because I hadn't heard about it before. And I just went in, I think I had watched the trailer once. And what was remarkable to me about the film is that it didn't go to the places that you thought it was going to go with the usual tropes of number one, having the fact that your character, Andy, is an immigrant or, you know, a Chinese American with an accent, that that was somehow just never even part of the discussion. You weren't the butt of the jokes because of that. And, and same thing with Olivia's character. She wasn't sexualized in any way. And the relationship that developed between Andy and Bonnie. It was an emotional thing that there was sexual undertones to it. And, you know, obviously things were happening romantically behind the scenes, but that really wasn't featured. The physical relationship really wasn't featured. And same thing with the mental health issues too. There wasn't any making fun of or having someone with mental illness be the butt of the joke. That was the backdrop to it is these characters are challenged, you know, all three of them. And it just was a a really refreshing way to watch these relationships unfold on screen. Thank you so much for all these nice, sweet words. Thank you so much for for the thought. Also, you know, in the beginning, when I talked to you, I was a little bit nervous. So I only look at you. Now I feel much more loose up. I see so many guitars behind you. Oh, yeah. You're also a musician? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I play blues mainly blues and folk yeah oh so good yeah and i'm not good enough to play jazz though i jazz is way over my head 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. So, sorry, I have to ask you one question. Do you like this guy called Johnny Winter? Johnny Winter? Yeah. Yeah, I I've don't listen to a lot of Johnny Winter, but I know he's part of blues history. He's part of the fabric of uh, blues in America. I, I'm a big fan of him. Yeah? So you play jazz and blues, huh? Um, also, I'm like you. I play better blues than jazz. Yeah, right on. So jazz, so I know we're kind of getting off track on the movie a little bit, but this is fascinating. Jazz to me feels like a different language. Like I have to be almost bilingual to understand jazz because it's so different than blues or folk or Americana. And did you have to study, go to school to study jazz, to learn it? What was your portal into the jazz world? Uh, in the beginning, I was a rock and roll guitar player. I played like all this American called hair metal, Bon Jovi, Skater Row, okay. Mr. Big, you know. Yeah. And then I, I, I grew up a little bit. I went to Vancouver, Canada to learn jazz. And then once I, I studied in a jazz school, I, I realized all my classmates are much better than me. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I switched my course from, from music study to become music, uh, music business, film business guy. Oh, okay. Like behind the scene guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what school was that? Pacific Audio Video Institute, I think, called Pacific Audio in- Audio Video Institute. Yeah, it was like a long time ago. And then after you graduated from that program, did you work behind the scenes in music, or were you actually on stage performing still? And then because I realized my jazz guitar sucks, so I become a music business guy. Yeah, I, I got my first job in the Universal Music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool how you were able to find your way into the music world behind the scenes. And now you're in the film world behind the scenes as a producer, but also on screen. What was it like to be featured in a film like this, some of our stallions, where it's a dramatic role, it's a comedic role, and you're weaving these themes together in these two genres of of drama and comedy, very heavy subjects on the drama side, but how did it feel to take on that kind of role when it, it looks like in your filmography, you hadn't done that before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my first acting role. And this, this movie, the reason this movie happened, I become one of the leading roles, really because I'm a very good friend with Olivia and Carson in real life. So actually the truth is before we make this movie, Carson and me, we have another bigger movie to make in 2018 but uh, nobody read read your script these days <laughs> yeah i mean, I mean me, me and the carson we're all from this same agency so we just send our script to all these big movie stars after one month oh nobody read your script and then we have to give another big star after another one month wasted no response after three months four months wasted me and the carson one day is like man we just want to make a movie you know, of course, we, we were drink. We, we were we were joking. We were also drinking. We were like, oh, just imagine <laughs> if we become a, if we become a little bit. Of, if we, one day we become bankable movie actors, we can just put ourselves in the movie. We can keep making movies. Right. So suddenly, I'm like, Carson, do you have a small like small size script? Few few character. You know, we, we can make this movie. We should act. 
let's make a movie because we just want to make a movie. So cousin have luckily, very lucky, cousin has this movie script. So we made this movie. Also because we are really good friends in the real life. So we rehearsal a lot in, in our private life. Actually, I lived in cousin's house before this movie for two weeks. Oh, wow. We, I lived yeah, we just every day we wake up, we are rehearsal the script. We are in character. We are on the street acting like, like the characters. Oh, amazing. So really those lines, those emotions, those emotions, those lines, you know, our ball. As you may have noticed, there are great resources and advice mentioned in all our episodes. And for many of them, we actually collect all of these resources for you in one easy place. Our newsletter. You can go to dreampathpod.com slash newsletter to join. It's not fancy, just an email about each week's episode, featured artists, and resources to help you on your journey. Now, back to the interview. That's amazing. So you have this friendship, you have this experience of trying to get a movie made that was being turned down because they wanted big stars attached and you were being told no. Yeah. And so you take this friendship and just say, you know what, we're going to take this core group of people, our, our posse, and we're going to make this movie. And he just happened to have this script. How long, I'm going to ask Carson about this later on today, but how long had he had this script sitting in his drawer, ready to be made? Actually, very long. Yeah. This script is one of the script in his drawer. He forgot it. <laughs> he wrote it and just forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, it's totally buried. Yeah, it's totally buried. Yeah. Until until we mentioned this, we should act him. So suddenly he's like, "Oh, I have this script, probably good for me and I'll do." Yeah, yeah. So you, you lived in his house for two weeks, living in character and interacting with him in character. And then where was Olivia during this process? When did you bring her in? Before that. So when when Carson and I also another thing very lucky for us. Olivia is my very good friend in real life. Also, Olivia, Carson, and me, we are all in the same agency. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Olivia and uh, Carson, they are same manager. Uh, Olivia and Carson, they don't, they don't know each other, but they share the same manager. Okay. So it's, this world is so small. Also, Olivia, uh, so once we have this script, I called Olivia, so Olivia attached. And then when I live with Carson, Olivia drive all the way to Carson's house. Three of us, we just did rehearse, rehearsal, table read. Nice. <laughs> That's so cool. It's like the most organic story about a movie coming together that I've ever heard. It's just three friends wanting to make something special, and you guys did it. Yeah. So what were some of the challenges as a producer on that movie? What were some of the challenges of funding, shooting the movie, distribution? Because you're the guy that is responsible for all of that. So. Tell us how that unfolded. The first challenge always raising money, fund the money. And then I'm not going to go too deep, but it was very hard because nobody knows who I am. <laughs> nobody knows who is Carson. <laughs> so Carson, but Carson got his mentor, Mike Judge. Mike Judge is like a big producer in Hollywood. He's a creator of Silicon Valley, Beaver's Butterhead. So he's very famous. Mike, yeah, I know Mike Judge very well. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 Michael Judge attached. Uh, he Michael Judge said, "Okay, the reason I want to be executive producer for this movie because nobody knows who you are." <laughs> <laughs> so, so since we have Michael Judge, also we have Olivia, Tim Tim Heidecker. Tim Heidecker is a friend of Carson. Right. Slowly we have 
we have real actor.、Mm-hmm. We have real real actor actress in this movie. So I'm very lucky. So I got some money because before this movie, I made six movies. So I know some、uh, financiers. So I got I got money for this movie. That's one of the challenge actually. Second thing is we we made this movie in Vancouver. The reason we made this movie in Vancouver is because I'm not at that time I'm I'm not an actor, so it's impossible for me to get a working visa in America. Because you I, in Asian actors we have to be a big star like Jackie Chan or blah 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 to get that working visa in America. Right. As actors, so I'm 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 nothing. So I can't get a I can't get a actor visas. <laughs> so we moved to Canada. Other than Canada has. Other than we made this movie in January, but Canada, the weather is crazy. It's it's really climate change. In in the end of January, in February, usually there's no snow, there's no rain in Vancouver because I lived in Vancouver to study music for five years. So I'm familiar with the, the weather in February.、Mm-hmm. Very good weather, but in 2019 the weather was like horrible, horrible. I saw that that snow, yeah, in the movie. Also rain, the the rain because all this weather change. You know, for the、uh, what's that word? Continuity. You know, for for all the continuity. Continuity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also for all this cast, everything, the the engine, the heat, everything. You know, it's an indie movie. Indie movies don't have too much money to burn, but all these things cost our money, like burning, burning, burning. So it was very sad. But we made this movie. That's another thing. Climate change. Extreme weather. <laughs> wow, I, I wasn't expecting that answer. Climate change is a is a problem or a challenge. Another change is obviously you make this movie because Carson is American and I'm in Asia. The post product, the post production house in Vancouver. So three three locations doing post. It was a challenge. And then COVID, fucking COVID nineteen show up. You know. Oh yeah. When I was watching the movie, I thought it was shot in Minnesota for some reason. When I saw that mall scene, and then I saw the snow, and and I was like, "Where is this? It looks like Minnesota." Because you don't expect snow in Vancouver. <laughs> I I never do anyway. But the distribution part of it. So when the film you go through post production, you have it in the can, it's ready to go. What do you do next as a producer, and what types of connections are you trying to make to get this film seen? Marketing promotion, right? Okay. And then it's marketing promotion. I I'm because I know very good publicist in Los Angeles, so I have very very good publicist to help us to promoting this movie. That whole team, and then Carson, Olivia, me, and other producers, we have to pull our fevers to get all these friends to help help us to spread to spread the world for our movie. Basically, man, making making indie movies basically is like a beggar. <laughs> From the beginning <laughs> to the end, <laughs> you beg people, you you beg people, help me, oh oh, please help me, oh really. I mean, everybody will laugh, but everybody will agree. Making indie movies is constantly poor fever, poor fever.、Mm-hmm. So now that you've gone through this experience of you know, you've made quite a few movies and you have this experience as an actor and a producer. What is next for Aldi in terms of professionally in the film industry or music industry? I think for music now, I'm totally paused because COVID. Because I'm doing international touring now. This COVID nineteen stuff, I don't know when this thing will be end. So I'm not going to think about music anymore. It's very heartbreaking. For movie side, I will keep producing 
Also, I will keep acting. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think safely, I'm, I will produce more. But if I'm lucky, if people hire me, cast me, I will, I will just act. Yeah. But one thing, there's a challenge because my English is second language, so I have a thick accent.、Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I can get a lot of movies part in America. But there's always certain part need genuine Asian Asian part Asian role. I think they will come to me.、Mm-hmm. Well, Al, this is a very special film that I really want my listeners to go out and see. And if you were to summarize for them. Why this is an important movie and how it's different from other movies that they've seen over the last ten years?、Mm-hmm. How would you talk about this film? Thank you for this question. I think this movie is a very rock and roll attitude movie. Rock and roll attitude because this movie is knucklehead movie, which means we are not on the movie trend. You know, if you if you see this movie trend, people tick the box, tick the box. No, we didn't. Maybe some of you say, "Oh, LD, you are Asian. You you are the you are pick the box." No, I'm not a fuck. I'm not a pick the box. This movie is really rock and roll. It's just a kill to knucklehead.、Uh, what's the word? Knucklehead. Uh huh. Knucklehead. Yeah. Yeah. It's really old, old fashioned, old school rock and roll knucklehead story. Very insane insanity, but with a heart, heartfelt. No lame eyes. I I don't know. No lame. <laughs> no. No superficial stuff, no hypocrisy stuff. Yeah, it's it's a pure heart. Yeah.、Oh. Also, this movie, there's so much emotion in this movie. It's not just about two two men being stupid. Also, so much broken heart, so much sadness. But eventually, this movie is about brotherhood. You know, it's about brother pick each other up, brother be there for you. It's a brother's movie. Hmm. Gosh, you just sold me again. Now I want to go back and watch it again. It's uh, your your description is perfect. I. I You know, all I, I agree with everything that you've said. the The brotherhood, the broken hearts, the heartfelt nature of it, the knucklehead aspect of it. These two, you know, goofballs that that are sort of stumbling through life, and everybody has their challenges, including、uh, Bonnie, the Bonnie character. Yeah, it was.、Uh, it's a very surprising film, and I loved it. So, LD, thank you so much for talking to me on the podcast. Thank you so much for spending time watching the movie, supporting the movie, and、uh, talk to me. Thank you so much. Absolutely, and thank you for talking to me. Are you in China right now? By the way, yeah, yeah, I'm in China right now. I miss,、uh, I miss American and Canada very much. Yeah, I hope you guys well. When are you going to come back? Hopefully in September or October. Yeah, shoot another movie. Yeah, yeah. Also, I want to visit my friends. Also, want to eat an American gourmet burger. <laughs> okay. And、what's your favorite gourmet burger? In and Out, or where do you like to eat? Oh,、uh, yeah, of course, In and Out. Also, Yunami Burger, Yunami. Oh, okay.、Mm-hmm. Yep, I know that well. Yeah.、Uh, uh, sorry, which city are you? Are you? Which city do you live in? Seattle. Ah,、oh, I love Seattle's burger. Call eighty one hundred twenty pounds. Eighty pounds. I forgot the name. I have to tell you. I, it's it's my favorite burger. Okay. Call. It's the number one hundred twenty pounds something. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. If you remember the exact name, shoot an email to Madison, and she'll share that with me. <laughs> I'll, I'll go check it out. Are you on Instagram? Uh, uh yeah, I am at, at DreamPathPod. Are you on? Are you on Instagram? Yeah, I will add you. I will follow you. Okay. I will add you. I think I'm already following you, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, if I'm not already, I, I will follow you back. Okay. Thank you so much again. Hey, you have a wonderful day. Thanks for talking to us. We'll see you later. Hey, thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, I have a favor to ask. 
Can you go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave me a review? Your feedback is what keeps this podcast going. You can also check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with the handle at DreamPathPod. And as always, go find your dream path. Thank you.